From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, December 2nd. After months and months of delay, work has finally begun on the first affordable homes in the Arroyo Crossing development. The 40-acre parcel off Spanish Valley Drive will eventually house a mix of single-family, townhomes, and apartments, all deed-restricted and perpetually affordable to locals. We have six homes going in with Housing Authority and six going on eight homes with community rebuilds. And then we have four more in the process of closing. Audrey Graham chairs the Moab Area Community Land Trust Board. This trust owns the land at Arroyo Crossing in perpetuity, leasing it for a small fee. The idea is to separate the high cost of land from home ownership and rentals, making both much more affordable. This will allow developers like Community Rebuilds and the Housing Authority to build for a variety of incomes. And we're absolutely beyond thrilled that it's finally happening. Graham says it's been challenging this year to get to this point, where developers can actually construct homes. They all ran into unexpected additional requirements and paperwork. It's taken a lot. It has been a racetrack um, around and around and around in circles. But um, yes, it's taken a a change to the plat. We had to amend the plat um, because of how the county wanted us to do the um, affordability stuff. In addition to amending the plat, there were other hurdles related to requirements from federal lenders, which work with community rebuilds and the housing authority. Because we want to get this right. We don't want this to go sideways for anyone. And uh, just determined to get it right. And that meant it slowed it way down. You know, this is a big deal for the Moab community. And like you said, you know, it sounds like board members worked really hard to make sure, you know, all the I's and T's were crossed um, before they move forward. And honestly, it's a big deal for the state of Utah because there are only two land trusts in the state of Utah. One is in the Park City area, our sister city in some ways, and um, and then this one. And we're the first ones that we know of in the country to try to use sweat equity homes on land trust land. And that has proven to be pretty tricky, but it's working and we've got it. (laughs) You know, how happy were you when you all were able to give the go ahead to community rebuilds and the housing authority to, to move forward? (laughs) Well, it was kind of opposite of that. Like we gave them the go ahead and then it was, time for them to go, okay, now we have to arrange the closings and uh, arrange the closings. And then I just went in and signed a million documents. Anyway, just thrilled. And it kind of just stunned at this point, like um, exhausted. And and everybody's like, should we have a Christmas party or something where we're going to celebrate this great thing? And we're like, can we just not have a meeting in December? That would be (laughs) so wonderful. That would be the best Christmas present ever. So, so the other thing I wanted you to mention is um, the land trust has done some announcements around um, a executive director, which is a new position, and you've hired this person. And you know, can you tell us about that and um, what they'll be working on um, moving forward? Yes, this is another very exciting thing. The um, new executive director has been hired, and that's Caitlin Myers, who currently works for the city. Um, and has worked for the county, and but apparently she's had her sights set on this job for quite a while, and she was on our board for a while, 
um, but resigned many, many months ago. And is just fully set to hit the ground running, being our executive director. And her role is going to be everything person, um, which has been what our board has been <laughs> mm-hmm. up until now. So she'll be the catch-all. She'll do everything from making sure that the tumbleweeds are taken care of. <clears throat> and so <laughs> talking with homeowners and helping them if they have missed a, a payment of some sort and saying, all right, how are we going to get you through this? Um, because we want people to be successful and have a great life there. And then also working for, to find new developers. We still are looking for developers to develop um, another 84 units of apartments and we um, are 99% sure we're going to be able to have the funding in place and start building that 32-unit apartment complex by early 2023. And then if there are developers that are interested in working with us, uh, we want to hear from you because you don't make a huge profit like you might be used to or want to, but um, it's a huge help to the community. I just want to say about the executive director, I want to just thank and acknowledge Grand County um, because uh, Grand County gave us a grant, COVID money grant that they got, is my understanding, um, to pay our executive director for this first year. We should be able to pay no problem in the future, but because of all these delays, we were cash short, but we were also needing paid help so much because the rest of us were getting so fried. Mm-hmm. Um, so Grand County and Mary McGann specifically, Chris Baird, really helped us figure this out. And that is something that is so important. We've had so much support and so many people realize the importance of getting this housing in place. So this is really helpful. But the whole program is designed to be self-sufficient. You know, this is not a county taxpayer-supported endeavor. This is supported by the people who are buying homes there and then the land donation that was first made by our generous donors. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Audrey, for taking some time. And, you know, I'm sure the construction noise will be um, music to everybody's ears. I hope so. I hope so. The neighbors had a lot quieter summer than they thought they were going to have. And I'm hoping that the noise that they uh, endure is not as noisy as the infrastructure bulldozer noise because that was hard on people we happened to have all this infrastructure work done during covid so people were actually stuck in their homes much more than they had been before so in that way it wasn't good timing because um, normally they would have been off at work and probably wouldn't have noticed and very few i have to say very very few complaints um but i i do acknowledge that there yeah there were some neighbors that were impacted and i'm hoping that this will be it's all going to be a good thing for our whole community. I'm absolutely sure of it. I'm so grateful to all the people that have helped. Um, you know, the title company has given us, gave us a break on, on title costs. You know, it, it, there are just so many groups and, um, and individuals who have helped us come um, to fruition. It's amazing. They know who they are, and I can't, couldn't begin to list them, but it's all it's all great, <laughs> in my opinion, and I'm so grateful. And also grateful that I can now stand down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Audrey Graham, chair of the Moab Area Community Land Trust. Work is beginning on the first few affordable homes in the Arroyo Crossing development. For more on the land trust or to learn how to become a homeowner or renter at Arroyo Crossing, find links in the show notes. An important national voter registration document will be available for the first time in Native American languages. Sophia Stewart-Rossi with our partners at KSJD has more. 
The National Mail Voter Registration Form is used by U.S. citizens to register to vote and update their voter information. And for the first time, the form will soon be available in Indigenous American languages. The U.S. Election Assistance Commission is providing the registration form in three languages, Yupik, Navajo, and Apache. This will be the commission's first dedicated expansion effort to serve Native American communities. Also, for the first time, the commission is providing audio translations of the form for spoken languages, like Apache, which will include an audio file which talks them through the form. Previously, the National Voter Registration Form has been available in English and many international languages. I'm Sophia Stewart-Rossi. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, December 2nd. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.